Yeah. Weezy, yeah. All right, what's up? We are back. Back for the first time, I guess, technically. Um, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, back for the first time um, here two times total. Gotcha. Yep, that adds up. Out. My math checks out. Uh, what's up, Soap? Not too much, man. Not too much going on on your end. Not much, man. Just, uh, just living the dream. Quarantine edition. Uh, we got hit with a nice little stay-at-home extension to May 31st today. Hey, so that's chill. Yeah, what was today? Day three like of quarantine? And you too, New Hampshire? Yeah. Uh, definitely still single digits. I want to okay. say it's pushing like five or six, but I don't know, man. Dude, if we get a track. week, I'm going to go nuts. Bro, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I used to like keep track like the old like cavemen. Like keep like a tally like on my wall. <laughs> Hash marks. Realized, so like, yeah. Carving it into your table. Yeah. Then just realized I was like not the best idea for a number of reasons. Not really necessary. <laughs> Um, anyway, a lot going on, uh, at this time, man, I know we talked a lot about last dance last week. We can touch on that a little bit, but again, man, another, another couple of bangers out of the old 30 for 30 crew, four and five, little Rodman, little Vegas, little bad boys. What yeah. else happened? Little MJ, Boy, was Phil, bad. uncle Phil dove into him <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, ecstasy guy, Phil. Might have got down, he might've got down harder than, than Dennis. He really did it. I mean, it makes sense now, um, more so than it did before, why they got along so well. Even though, like, mm-hmm. he was clearly a much more relaxed version of Dennis. But, I mean, guy was just, like, dropping acid and playing ball. He could and hoop. hanging out in North Dakota. Yeah, that's that's a, that's actually an interesting segue. Um, I don't know how the fuck <laughs> you get discovered there. I, I, the first time I watched it, I watched it without subtitles. Um, actually, side note, are you a subtitle person? Uh, if I'm watching, like, just because I have neighbors on either side of me, if I'm watching a TV show, like, later on at night, I will. I, I honestly should just do it regularly because I feel like you, you miss mm-hmm. stuff if you don't. There's just Correct. stuff that you're not 100% paying attention to all the time. I assume you are. That's my point. Um, so do you, wait, when you have neighbors, do you watch it on mute with subtitles or just turn down? <laughs> turn down. Okay. I was going to say, you might as well just, like. <laughs> read the book (laughs) or look up the script online yeah um but no so it all started i think probably i don't know like two or three years ago when we started watching thrones um we i watched thrones after it was live like i guess not many people but anyway one day i just turned it on because like i don't know i just it might have just been on by accident but anyway um ever since then i've always always subtitles Typically 100%, especially like on Netflix and stuff like that, just because they're they're synchronized better than live TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, you pick up on so much more, so much more stuff, especially Game of Thrones, like with different like accents and like language and stuff. Um, but from there, it carried over to whatever. So anyway, back to my point. First time I watched the episode live Sunday, I don't think I had subtitles on for some reason. So I thought it said University of North Carolina. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, that's a that's a pretty big basketball school. And then I watched it again, like, the next morning, or I just had it on or something with subtitles. And that's when I first noticed it was University of North Dakota. Um, and that probably plays into a lot while he was just, you know, kind of dominating people back in the day. And whoever the hell University of North <laughs> Dakota has on their schedule, their, their big alumni game against South Dakota <laughs> or no- North Dakota Tech. Yeah, their annual uh, Thanksgiving rivalry game. Their annual Midnight Madness against North Dakota A&M. 
with white out with their white out the gym all uh, all of their student fans dude uniforms look so hilarious i i mean i kind of wish that they went back to that with like how skinny Shorts. the shoulder panels were where you could mm-hmm. get you could see like the guys like shoulder blades shoulder blades sticking out fucking yep. short um the the grape smuggler shorts yeah oh, that's good really oddly cut like i think short not short shorts but shorter shorts have kind of been coming back a little bit i think yep um but they weren't like just short they were they had like a very strange inseam yes right like <laughs> it was like creeping up towards like your like your crotch um i don't know whatever it must have made i assume it's some, makes some athletic sense why you would opt to wear those as opposed to something else yeah, i'll say this i think those short shorts make a lot more sense than like baggy shorts like fab five and like stuff in like that era that makes that makes no logical sense whatsoever <laughs> to play basketball in right yeah i i agree i, I never cool, w- once i was like once the really baggy thing kind of ended i don't know probably four or five years ago i was like yeah that was really stupid like why why were we wearing shorts below our knees to play basketball mm-hmm. Like really baggy jerseys, baggy shorts, and just not a good look. It must have slowed you down. Definitely wasn't as uh, aerodynamic, I think, is is kind of what Phil Phil would wear back in the day, and then kind of what they're creeping back towards now. Um, but no, anyway, no. This week it, it 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 jumped in. I mean, last week it teased Rodman, obviously. I think a lot of people were excited about that. And certainly, um, certainly think it lived up to the the expectations. Uh, what were your overall takes on? some of the Dennis Rodman segments, mostly like episode three. Um, the story about his background, I don't think I knew the part about, and, and maybe we should like, maybe we should have you tell the listeners like a quick recap of his background, but him like <laughs> being homeless. <clears throat> I yeah. didn't know that, that his mom kicked him out when he was what, 16 or 18 yeah, years old. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause he was getting into trouble and stuff, but then it was really funny how he was saying, no matter how much trouble he saw around him, even though he, even while he was homeless, he didn't get into drugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like later on in his career, when he should have been at the the least vulnerable point of his life, he like clearly was big Picked into drugs, drugs and drinking. Yeah. 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 So it's very, um, it's interesting that there's so, you know, you could tell like a hard point in the timeline where it snapped from like the crazy Dennis Robin people know versus, even like bad boys era Dennis Rodman, like he was a he was a pretty normal guy. Like he was he was an excellent basketball player. Um, pretty humble, pretty quiet. They showed those scenes like getting emotional, winning like Defensive Player of the Year and stuff like that. Um, and even showing how like on that bad boys team, he was he kind of had to like he wasn't naturally like that aggressive like type of guy. And then I thought the other really interesting part in the timeline that I didn't really know about was like before he got traded to the Spurs where like he showed up to the facility with a handgun and like depressed and suicidal and all that stuff. They kind of downplayed that a little bit. I mean, I feel like you, you maybe could have given a little more, a little more information into that. Um, I know. I, th- yeah, I thought we were right? going to hear more about that. And I feel like over the course of time, we've never really heard that story. I didn't know. Uh, I don't know. Unless you have. No, no, no. I, I, I definitely at the time, I definitely didn't know about it. Unless you were four. with him. I don't know. I wasn't. I was at my house because I was four, um, and I didn't really have access to the Detroit Pistons training facility. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. But in the show, it literally was like he was talking. He's like, "Yeah, like I, I 
everyone knows about that day I came to the facility and I wasn't I wasn't feeling myself and this this and that and then they literally cut to the next scene it's like all right and then we worked out the trade with the Spurs and <laughs> Dennis went over and he dyed his hair blonde and fucking the rest is history but I I I did think it was interesting to see I think they asked Scotty about it um like how did Dennis fit when he first came over because before that who's uh who the fuck is that guy I forget who he is Dave is it David Aldridge is he one of the guys who's like the the shorter black guy I think he was an ESPN personality yeah David Aldridge. is that David Aldridge yeah he was the one talking about it and he's like yeah like they can trade for Rodman but they're not going to accept him over there that's not like how the Bulls do business blah 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 and Scotty was like yeah man he fit like a glove like right away like we know <laughs> we needed him we kept him in line um and then kind of everything crazy went from there but it, it was just such a different time for like how players interacted with you know media personalities and even how they acted on the court and stuff like I think we were talking earlier, dude. I don't even know who, if there's anyone to compare to Dennis Rodman on the court or even <laughs> obviously off the court's going to be a little more of a stretch, but even on the court, dude, like he was just, they had so, and then I get it. Like the show is a highlight. They, it's, you know, a pretty, um, you know, they, they cherry pick what the show, but those like people like diving into the crowd and like getting loose balls and stuff like that, that just doesn't happen that much anymore. Like that would happen multiple, multiple times a game. Yeah, he was he was like Which, uh, just so reckless. Mm-hmm. Obviously playing his ass off, but mm-hmm. I can't picture anyone who does that who isn't also a, a big time flopper or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I think you know, like in the show, I don't know if you noticed between commercial breaks they have like trivia and like yeah. stuff like that. I I wish I wrote it down, but I think the number was either seven or eleven. Twenty rebound, twenty rebound in zero point games. <laughs> I think Rodman had like seven, or it might have been eleven. And I think the second highest was two. You know who it was? Mm, I have a guess. Some I did not see this player. trivia. Who? Wait, say what was your? Somewhat you recent. Say? He retired like uh, I don't even know, maybe ten years ago, maybe less than oh, that. Oh, wait a minute, I forgot. <laughs> Zero points was part of this. I was about to guess Kevin Love, but that is clearly not it. So I, I have no idea. Marcus Camby. I can oh, definitely shit. see zero points in part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess just stumbling at 20 rebounds. Um, but I don't know, like, on, on the court, even, like, I've heard people talk about, like, you hear people talk about Draymond. They talk about, I don't know, that's, like, the only one I've heard. Dude, yeah. I, Rodman would eat Draymond Green's lunch, I think. <laughs> yeah, I saw on Twitter someone was like, Dennis Rodman is who Draymond thinks of himself when he looks in the mirror. He's like... Yeah, I'm Dennis Rodman. I play like that when clearly it's not even close. Nah, dude. It's, it, it wouldn't be even close. And even just like the teams in general, um, like those teams wouldn't hang with the Bulls, with the Pistons, with any of the, I mean, you, you can only you can only get away with shooting uncontested jumpers for so long. Eventually, you're going to have to adapt, I think, to their type of game. Yeah. Um, and I think you would just get get slaughtered. I don't know. Yeah, especially in playoff basketball where, uh, uh, like you said, eventually they'd have to go to the basket or just play a little differently. I think they would be so frustrated. Like, I, I could see Curry just, you know, kind of slumping his shoulders over and being like, mm-hmm. like we're not used to playing this kind of so rough, yeah. um, getting bumped off of all of our shots and all this contact being loud. It, it'd be mm-hmm. hilarious to see. I would love to see Rodman versus Draymond because mm-hmm. I think that the way that Draymond thinks that he can get under people's skin – 
I'd love to see how quickly Rodman could do that to him. Yeah, I agree. What about I'd like to see I'd like to see that Bulls team versus the 04 Pistons. I think that would be somewhat close. The final it'd be 70 to 68 finals every night. <laughs> but I think I think like like Rodman banging down with like Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and stuff like that. That could be interesting. Oh, it would yeah. just be the most boring series of all time. Because then yeah. outside of that, it would be Mike versus Chauncey. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I don't see that going too well for uh, for Detroit. But um, before Harper we move on to Detroit. Conference. Yeah, exactly. That's just that everyone dying to see. <laughs> yep. Tony Kukoc and, and Deshaun Prince. Dude, remember? <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about this. Remember? Okay. It was the, it was the playoffs like... It might have been like the 08-09, like 2010 Celtics rosters, but I think it was the first round, like the marketing and the commercials for the playoffs, they would take the matchup. I remember we played Atlanta, Boston played Atlanta in the first round, and they would split like one one player and oh, another yeah. player. And ha- you remember those? There can only be one. Yes, exactly. I swear to God, I think the Celtics series was Kevin Garnett and Kirk Heinrich. Like, <laughs> Some of them were so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but I just picture, yeah, Tayshaun Prince and Tony Kukoc, there can be only one <laughs> during that marketing. Some oh, of those are kind of dope, like as it got further on and like there were better matchups and stuff. Dude, um, I hope that that's what it was. Kevin Garnett and Kirk Heinrich, I'm for obvious reasons, up. those couldn't be two more opposite people. I mean, who else would it be? Josh Smith? No. It might be Josh Smith. No, you're probably right. It's just <laughs> hilarious to picture. Actually, now I think about it, it's definitely, it was definitely someone white. I remember that's what made it. Part of it made it so funny. So it had to <laughs> Zaza Pachulia. Honestly, fucking probably. Um, the media yeah. ticket. Um, <laughs> but even like I, I, the off the court stuff's obviously more entertaining when it comes to Rodman. I think they did a good job of capturing that. Mm-hmm. I think they did an excellent job of capturing how they teased the preview this week, talking about the Las Vegas trip. How they teased, how they ended episode three and opened episode four was awesome, right? Because yeah. remember that clip? It was like, hey, like, you know, Dennis needs a vacation. He's going 48 hours, and then it cuts to like that graphic, and it's like accounted for hours in Vegas. It's just a clock, and once it hits 48, it's like unaccounted hours in Vegas, and it rolls to like 60 an hour. You know, three days, four days, five days, and then <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw this. I think some of the barstool guys were talking about it after. Of all the people they send to go rescue Dennis out of Vegas in the middle of the season, they send Mike out. <laughs> Guy who was literally exiled from the NBA for gambling. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a pretty risky move. And also, I, why wouldn't you just send... Well, I guess you do have to send the enforcer, but... It, yeah, it would be so. easier if you could just send like the last guy off the bench, fucking Judd Bushler or something. But I, I guess Dennis Rodman wouldn't exactly be listening to him. Probably just force him into the orgy with him and Carmen Electra or something. <laughs> that was awesome, too, because actually I remember back when these previews came out. Whatever, it was three years ago, like we were talking about last time. They kind of did like quick hits of everyone like sitting down for their interviews. And they sh- they showed Carmen Electra real quick. Um, and it was just like, oh, shit, like those stories are going to be awesome. I honestly wish she was in it more to tell stories of her and Dennis. Um, but, that, but yeah, that original story of Mike coming to the door, her hiding in the closet getting Dennis back and then to Dennis's Dennis's credit, man, just getting right back down to business. It's a quick three day bender in Vegas. And then just whooping ass on the practice court and going back to normal. That, that takes a unique personality to go from 
yeah, do a complete 360 from parting your ass off, probably like high and drunk off, whatever, and then probably have all no right, sleep. cool, practice on Tuesday at 10. <laughs> yep, probably working off no sleep, you know, going yeah. to going to practice and compete with, you know, arguably the most competitive athlete of all time, um, you know, working on collecting his third ring. It's just it's just crazy. And then um, even even before that, I, I thought how they captured on his way to how they captured that end was awesome because they they talk about you know phil michael and dennis like negotiating dennis's vacation pretty much and then it's him literally leaving the arena polishing off a miller light getting on his motorcycle and just riding (laughs) to vegas (laughs) i thought it was hilarious when he came back the way that they cut into the shot was it was it was them on the like united center court um holding practice Jordan's mm-hmm. there, and you see him in like his, his normal like uh, warm up clothes or whatever. And mm-hmm. Phil is talking to Dennis, who's off camera. And Phil's like, "So Dennis, you got to make sure that you put your body through a lot of stuff today, just you know, so you're ready for for in game stuff. I don't know. I'm probably mm-hmm. just talking about you've had a couple days off, so let's make sure you're not rusty." Then Dennis slowly comes into the picture. Everyone mm-hmm. else is in like basketball gear, and Dennis is wearing flannel pants. And like, like pajama pants. Yeah, flannel pajama pants. Yep. <laughs> so funny. And then and then they cut to um, them watching tape in the film room. Mm-hmm. Phil's in like his. Uh, I don't even know why Phil was wearing all this stuff because it was it looked like practice, but mm-hmm. he was wearing like um, like dress shirt tucked into his pants, nice shoes and suspenders. And then mm-hmm. Dennis is right next to him in a different pair of like flannel pajama pants. Yeah, at least he changed into yeah. dress. <laughs> It, you know. Yeah, that that was his. Uh, those were his film flannel pants. Yeah, his business <laughs> pants. <laughs> Probably worked up a nice sweat during practice. I mean, good, nice courtesy. Imagine if they they showed like they went into each guy's locker. Like Mike, Mike has like his his home away alternate jerseys, sneakers, suits for travel. <laughs> they go to Dennis. It's just like empty Miller Lite cans, pajama <laughs> pants, different Bucket cans of uh, like boy. coloring hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> yep wedding dress <laughs> uh like mad piercing guns <laughs> uh, prince albert maintenance kit <laughs> um yeah that that was a different fake identity like um uh paperwork <laughs> yep. just just in case he gets into like some real shit yep very strange looking guy to have the first name dennis yeah, did not. It appears see like you would have a more, oh, I don't know, urban name than <laughs> Dennis Rodman, <laughs> to put it lightly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think too much of Dennis Rodman's life makes sense. It also, not to get sidetracked, but do you notice in the all his interviews, it sounds like it's hard for him to talk because he has so many fucking piercings. That's almost like it. You could do a whole spinoff 30 for 30 on, like, Dennis has a bizarre voice. Scotty Pippen's voice is from another planet. <laughs> Scotty Pippen sounds like a like a old woman who smokes like two packs a day. But like feminine, it's very it's one of the strangest voice. It's one of the strangest voices to body, you know, combos I've ever seen in my entire life or heard yeah. for that matter. Dude, and then his brother in the previous episode was only like one slight level less bassy. It was pretty much the same guy. Scotty Pippen's brother? Yeah, I thought his voice was also pretty similar, like really deep. Mm. Runs in the family. Yeah, very strange. He almost, yeah, it, it's, (laughs) I kind of want to go watch it again. Like, 
there remember the part when he was like i said from that preview when the producer's like showing scotty the cell phone like hey here's what mike said about dennis's vacation and dennis starts like talking about it scotty like i don't know if it was a laugh or like a he's just everything he does is just so strange even like on what's he on the jump right yeah. on espn he's just a that's a pretty strange cast to begin with but <laughs> i don't know everything he does is, is is pretty strange speaking of that i thought horace grant was was pretty good too yeah, he, he was good. He's huge, dude. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Just from I didn't like, either. Like, kind of like built. Yeah. His, his I don't great. know, his body type and his... Yeah, it did look great. Yeah. His body type in his playing days was just a little leaner, so I'm sure, like, mm-hmm. with age, he's gotten even bigger, but I yeah. expected bigger in terms of just, like, gaining weight, but he's bulked up. Yeah, him talking bit. about He got uh, kind of fat when he went to the Magic. Yeah, that's true. Hey, went in, went in Orlando, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's people insane. really get fat. I've never <laughs> heard that one before. Um, but yeah, just to end on end on Dennis real quick. He had a couple great quotes. I thought a great scene was when Phil initially went over to, I guess, like recruit him, like to play for play for Chicago. That was a great story. He's like, yeah, I went over to his house. Or actually, I think they met at Jerry Krause's house. He's like, yeah, Dennis was sitting down. And he wouldn't like, I was like, Dennis, stand up, like shake my hand. Like, let's like talk about a pretty big career move for you, potentially changing your life. Um, and they got to Dennis. He's just like, yeah, like Phil tried to break bread with me. I was just like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. What's up? <laughs> Imagine going to like a, a job interview where I guess it'd be rare for the hiring company to come meet you. But anyway, <laughs> like just sit down wearing Christ knows what he was wearing, probably pajama pants and like a fishnet <laughs> jersey. It's <laughs> like yeah. lips pierced <laughs> to his nipples. Yeah, yeah, literally in the middle of marrying himself while Phil's over. <laughs> in the middle of getting his nipples like pierced together <laughs> while dyeing his hair. Oh, actually, speaking of dyeing his hair, I didn't know that either about the 33s in his hair for Scottie Pippen. Did you? That was cool. No, I didn't know that. I just oh. thought that was another fucking ugly ass design to go with the rest of them. It probably could have been at first, and then after watching, he's like, "Actually, do you mind telling people I did this for Scotty Pippen?" <laughs> so I don't come off as a complete psychopath. Yeah, I just, pic- I just picture. Imagine, um, yeah, Phil comes over. Dennis, Dennis has like a bald head, but he's currently dyeing the hair that he just shaved off of his head, just on like yeah. a- <laughs> like a chia pet. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Dude, the fact that he's still alive is honestly impressive because he's, he's not looking if, great. No, I, I don't know if he's like sober now or maybe he's cleaner than he used to be. But he also just his overall complexion. He looks like shiny as fuck. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, it looked like he was just I don't know. He, he looks off. Maybe that's looks, just discoloration from like years of abusing your body the way that he did. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of The Undertaker. When he went into that character of like the American badass Undertaker, <laughs> like on his motorcycle, that's the first yeah. thing I thought of when he when he hopped on the hog and hit Vegas <laughs> for a little a couple days. Um, I will say this, dude. I, I there were some scenes I kind of felt honestly I kind of feel bad for him throughout the whole thing, but I did yeah. feel bad for him when he was talking about the times like when Scotty was out, right? And he started like bonding with Mike. That scene with them talking on the bench is awesome. Just breaking down like how to how to switch off and cover screens and shit like that. That that's yeah. honestly I think one of the best parts of the show. And they had those candid like conversations on the bench or Mike like drawing up plays or talking to him in practice and stuff. I wish there was more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that that's the stuff that's good. But then Scotty came back and all right, fuck this. <laughs> Got to go to Vegas for a few days <laughs> in the middle of the season. What? Oh, I saw this too. This was hilarious. How it would look like. Um, I don't even know if they used to show this stuff back then, but how it would look like on a um, not a scouting report, like an injury report, like when they show players, like like <laughs> Luke Longley, you know, day to day with a hamstring. Dennis Rodman out 48 hours. Vegas Bender, <laughs> something like that. DNP, Carmen Electra. <laughs> <laughs> Did not play. Did not penetrate. 24, 48 hours. Um. Yeah, the other one, dude. Yeah, they they showed him and Madonna. It was Madonna, Carmen Electra, and then who was the other high profile? Oh, Tony Braxton, right? Yeah. Got Tony Braxton for a little bit. Probably a few others. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty much. I mean, it was what I expected on Dennis. I thought it was good. Um, then the other the other big portion of it was uh, with the Bad Boys as well, it, which, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. I like following that team. They had a really good thirty for thirty on themselves. Um, but see, seeing them, kind of that rivalry with the Bulls brought back a lot of cool shit, especially especially with, you know, after they lost twice, with Mike going back to the drawing board, getting with his trainer, and just being like, yo, like, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me <laughs> on an annual basis from these dudes, which he yeah. was. Like, th- that montage of, like, the Jordan rules, I thought was awesome, too, actually hearing that. I think it was, like, Detroit's assistant coach or something breaking down exactly what to do mm. anywhere he's on the court. That's great. Like if that shit ever leaked today, like you'd be exiled from the league. It, it, that like that was Bounty Gate before, you know, yeah. before we had Bounty Gate. Literally saying, "Hey, when this dude has the ball, if he's here, you knock his ass down. If he's here, <laughs> make sure he doesn't leave his feet. If he's here, you know, Lambeer and you, you take him and literally, literally grab him like you're like bouncers throwing someone out of a club, like under <laughs> his underarms." Yeah, he's basically like, uh, uh, if he's at the top of the key, we want him to end up in Loge Section One. <laughs> If he's on the baseline, put him in the floor seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if, yep. if he's driving, make sure you shove him into like, I don't know, one of the fucking concession <laughs> workers. Road. Sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just thought, dude, imagine if something were to happen like that today against LeBron or against KD or Kyrie or whoever. It, you wouldn't be able to get best two plays because the refs would just no. be like, I don't want to hear this guy bitching anymore. So just like leave him alone. Like just stop it. <laughs> Let him play. But seriously, like, what what was he supposed to do? Like watching those games, it's like he's at least at least double covered everywhere on the court. And then you know when he gets inside the three point line, he's at least triple or four cut. Like no shit, the Pistons won those series. Like what are you supposed to do? I don't know how he still kept putting up numbers because the I average know. person would have been like, "Fuck this, I'm, I'm passing good. every time I cross half court." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like takes the inbound off the opposite court and just rolls it, <laughs> the court, and then yeah, just hits gets the back on defense. Yeah, I'm good. I'll I'll hang back. Um, <laughs> but that was good. No, but anyway, it's just it's just different. Like how the mindset of, you know, these guys are kicking my ass. I I need to get better. I need to get bigger. I need to improve. And I know it's I know this isn't the, you know, the standard. But it just goes back to the whole KD thing leaving OKC. That was just like, dude. It's like that that would have been so unheard of. Like if that happened back then, like with that inner circle of guys, like, you know, like Mike, Scotty, Charles, Isaiah, Bird, all those guys, like, like you're done. Like your reputation's done. Like get out of here. Like, could you imagine, you know what I mean? That would, that's exactly, like I said, like MJ going to the Bulls in 90 or whatever, whatever you want to say it. Like Bird trying to go to the Lakers after they lose that first series. Um, 
I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. What are, what are some of your takes from uh, from some of the bad boy stuff? Um, I think, <clears throat> like like people were saying leading up to it, that Isaiah definitely caught like a lot of. I guess I wouldn't even call him strays because he knew it was coming that this is going to mm-hmm. look bad on him. Mm-hmm. And um, like I did see that the way that they put this together, I saw an interview with Reggie Miller. Did you see that on the Dan I Patrick did. show? I think I did. Oh, I don't know. I, I'll, go ahead. Say well, basically, he was just saying that he really didn't want to take part in it, not because he doesn't like Jordan, because he does like him and respect him, but it's still just like, mm-hmm. it still like angers him that much to think back about being beaten by him. So I'm sure the same thing was presented to Isaiah, like the NBA essentially comes to these people and asks them to take part in it. And they, right. I mean, they don't just ask, they pretty much like make you do it. So him to do it is, is kind of cool, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he's skated for a while because he always does have that nice like he's always got like the the big million dollar grin he always seems yeah, like yeah, this yeah. guy but then yeah really at the head of it he's considered kind of the leader of the whole thing he just had the face to make them a little less intimidating but yeah he was just as dirty as the rest of them he definitely and, was uh, and he was still a beast too yeah i yeah. mean he was sick yeah like there's really sick. no I mean, I actually I screenshotted this earlier, dude. I found this on, on Twitter somewhere. Oh, fuck. LeBron posted this earlier. Um, I don't know if you saw that. He retweeted some some ballislife.com account. It, just a handful of these games they posted. Dude, one game, 25 points. This is Isaiah. 25 points, 24 assists, 10 rebounds, 2 turnovers. Another one, 30, 30 points, 20 assists, 23 and 25, 47 and 17, and then a 40 and 19 game as well. Holy like shit. It's crazy. I don't know who it was against or anything Especially like that. that but era? No shit. Seriously. 25 and 20 is crazy. And we could do a, we've talked about this earlier off the show. We could do a whole thing looking at like how outrageous some of these old like basketball stats are. Especially like in like the 60s and 70s when like Wilt Chamberlain would put up like 70 and 30 games. <laughs> like something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Because he's yeah, just playing against children. from the field. Yeah, exactly, dude. Somehow shoot 102 percent from the field. <laughs> um, but no, I thought I thought that that montage was really well put together. Um, it was interesting to see some of the, you know, some of the ongoing, you know, converse not conversations, but kind of how how Mike remembers this stuff, how Isaiah remembers this stuff, like with the whole walking off the court and everything like that. Oh, um, I love that they still hate each other over that. I do. Too. That's what I mean. Like I That's do. That's so good. I love it. And you can tell it's like legit. Like those guys don't hang out like off the court. They, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't like stay in touch. There's no reason to. And I think it teased that next week's going to look into the dream team a little bit, which is going to be awesome. Um, and see, cause that again, going back to what I said earlier, that's not the, I didn't, I don't think I did see the Reggie Miller interview you were talking about. I saw something else. It was older, but it was like a round table. It was like Isaiah Thomas, Reggie Miller was there. I think Shaq and like, like fucking like I don't know like Mitch Richmond or something and they were talking about that event and they're like Isaiah do you believe you should have been on the team oh no I remember he was basically saying like you know I would respect it if like Mike went to the coach and said I don't want Isaiah on the team or or Bird or Magic but he's like when I found out it was Scottie Pippen it's like you know who gives a basically like paraphrasing here but like who gives a fuck what Scottie Pippen thinks like about having me on the team and that just goes back to him just being so like underrated or like you know non-appreciated his whole damn career not even like his whole contract thing but it's just like you know if Scottie Pippen wasn't on the Bulls he'd be 
you know, he'd, he'd be a leader, literally any other team. He just happened to play with the greatest leader of all time. Like, what, yeah. you know, what is he supposed to do? But <laughs> no, I thought the, I thought those scenes were good. Um, what else? What else? What else? On the Didn't Horace boys? Grant, I think, um, I think they're like, what, what did you think of Isaiah Thomas? Or what did you think of their team? The and team like, in general, they walked off. Yeah. He's so, like, ah, they're a bunch of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, and then you compare that to like the fucking banana boat boys, whoever they are, like going yeah. on vacation and shit. It's just different. It, I don't know. I don't know. I think social media still has a lot to do with it because now these guys are like interacting all the time. You know what I mean? They're all, I don't know. Like the idea of different players like texting each other in the off, like re- literally recruiting people to come play with you and put like put like a schoolyard team together is just. I don't. I don't mind it because I guess like those teams are fun to watch and they make the league interesting. Um, but it's just so. It, it's just such a. The, the time piece to compare between now and then is just really kind of interesting to see unfold as as more of these episodes kind of roll out. Yeah, I wish just that like some of the best players now wouldn't meet each other so young for the first time because I think that's, that's another problem yeah. is that they meet yeah. each other either in AAU or tournaments growing up. Then by the yeah. time that they get to the league, they already know each other and they're kind of friendly. So yep. it's like, well, it's hard for me to really hate this guy now, even though we're supposed to be on opposing teams. And it pisses me off because I'm like, mm. like back then, those guys didn't really face off until either college or the pros. So yep. they had no reason to befriend each other. Maybe yep. they were just organically like Michael was with Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley. But he still wanted to fucking murder them on the court, which mm-hmm. I don't know that that's true for a lot of the guys that play now even when they're on the court facing each other. No, like, it, even if like, even if it appears that way, like I can't buy into it. Cause I know two hours later, you know what I mean? They're going to be like praising each other on Instagram or fucking mm-hmm. doing shit like that. It's just so, I don't know, not fake, but it's just that, that's why I liked, I loved watching guys like Kevin Garnett, uh, and like Kobe and shit like that, who you knew, like that was them on the court. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck about anything, you know, except like the next 48 minutes and, and kicking your guys ass. That was it. Like those guys are so rare. The fact that I can just name two, it just kind of shows how rare that is. Back then, it was the it was the opposite. It was the it was unusual for people to be so friendly and stuff like that with each other on the court. So that that's that's the cool shit to see uh, in the series. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, and I've seen a few people talk about it on Twitter and stuff. But um, what are your thoughts on kind of like the the timeline and chronology and kind of like how they're how they're doing this, kind of going back and forth a little bit between a few different things. You know what I mean? I don't mind it, but I can see how it can get confusing because at certain points in, let's say, I think it was episode, yeah, the last one when they were talking about the Mm -hmm. bad boys, Mm -hmm. so much of the episode was about the 88 through 91 Bulls that by the end of it, I I had forgotten that, oh, shit, they have to like tie this back to the 98 season again. Correct. So it was only the last probably 10, five to 10 minutes that they, they finally looped back in the 98 season. So it was like, I, I definitely think it could be done better. Um, and plus I do want to see more about that season because definitely at this point we've all seen the highlights of Jordan's first few titles and kind of know all those stories. Um, I want to see the stuff with, yeah, when they were showing the guys on the plane um, mm-hmm. in 98, when they were talking about like, uh, like clearly Jordan had put some, some good money on the Super Bowl. And he's mm-hmm. kind of rubbing it in about the Broncos winning. That stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> him just like snitching like a motherfucker on Scotty Burrell. Yeah. <laughs> just Poor for dude. no reason. Bringing so much attention Crazy. to him. Poor guy. 
Man, yeah, if this guy was, sense. if this guy would would ever be single, which he never will be, and don't believe him if he ever says right. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he was um, he was pretty ruthless. Teammates, opponents, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really seem to matter. Um, yeah, but anyway, I I agree. I mean, it's still good. I I I like yeah. it. Um, it's just, I guess I'll say it's not how I, it's not how I thought it was. I thought it was going to be, like you said. I mean, not for nothing. The 90, 98 season is pretty much probably the at this point, the least focused of the whole series. Yeah. You know, they kind of, I didn't know they were doing so much individual player, like diving into with, with, I guess the big three. Um, and really, I, I, like I said, I thought it was literally just a documentary on the 90, 97, 98 season. Um, this is dude, this is like a, this is almost like an NBA, like history documentary in general, pretty mm-hmm. focused on Mike, but even the stuff with like Phil, Jackson back then, and then you go into Magic Johnson, and then the Pistons, and then Mike's first title. Like, are they going to show, you know, a, a, a highlight or something for all the other ones? I don't think so. I mean, they can highlight the first one because that's special. But I, I think I heard, I, I think I heard the other day that episodes like, not till you get to like episodes eight, nine, and ten, is when it kind of strictly like, you know, in order, like just goes that ninety-seven, ninety-eight season. And they kind of teased it last time too, right? Last, last, last week's episode ended with that regular season game against Utah. Um, so again, I don't know where they're going to pick it up. It looks like they're going to do some dream team stuff, which is, should be awesome. Um, especially if they have clips from like those open practice games and stuff, that shit's awesome to watch. Um, yeah. like magic and them, that'll be cool. And then I don't know what else they're going to do. I was thinking earlier, I think it'd be kind of cool. I'm curious if they're going to go into any, um, any like the gambling stuff, uh, you know, any of the stuff with his dad. I saw on uh, Twitter that, that they are. And okay. Like he, he opens cool. up about it, which would be sick. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I don't know if they're gonna talk any of the baseball stuff or Space Jam shit or I don't really know what else is there, pretty much. But um, and then I assume they're gonna wrap it up. I would assume sometimes at the end, like like what happened, uh, kind of like a quick like what happened after. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But no, nah, man. So far it's good. Um, so far it's good. What else is going on? Uh, well, just one other story from that. <laughs> Do you remember in the the third episode when they were talking about like the shot over Cleveland? When yeah. uh, in that last sequence, when uh, like during the timeout, I think they mm-hmm. they cut to Ron Harper and his yep. interview, and he was like, <laughs> "That was awesome." Man, when Coach, I, I told Coach like I, I was like, "I want to be put on MJ," and Coach was like, "No, nah, we're gonna put Craig on him." Craig Elo and Ron yeah. Harper. Ron Harper the six looks at the camera guy. and he goes, "All right, man, fuck that." <laughs> fuck that like bullshit. That. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is and hilarious. then Mike started. He's like, "Yeah, they they put Elo on me, which was a mistake." They <laughs> <Like>, go <laughs> to rest. What a ridiculous coaching decision, dude. That game was sick. Mark, um, who's it? Mark Price. Yep. Dude, he was cooking too. Oh yeah. That team was sick. I also missed those. Uh, I miss those, those Cavaliers jerseys. Yeah, those are dope. I like the ones. I like those ones. And remember, they they wore these a little bit when LeBron came back. I like the the blue ones with the orange. It was that same logo. Oh yeah. Blue jersey with the orange lettering and the hoop. Yep. Those were dope. Um, how do you feel about the how about t-shirt jerseys, like the ones the Cavs and the Warriors wear? Uh, I never really been a fan of them. The only I one like. I kind of don't mind is maybe the Cavs, but pretty much just because I remember like the the block by LeBron in that play. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, otherwise, no, I don't care for those. When the Celtics had the gray ones, those are hideous. I didn't like those either. Yeah, those are awful. I think they just look 
Especially when one team wears them and the other team doesn't. Like, that happened in the Warriors series sometimes. The Cavs would wear their black oh, fucking yeah. shirts. That happened in the Iguodala block. Um, mm-hmm. That looks so... Like, that doesn't even look like regulation. <laughs> like, I don't understand how that, like, got passed. Or, like, who who went to the board and said, you know, I really wish... Like, I like these jerseys. I just wish I had some more constriction, like, around my biceps and, like, my shoulder. <laughs> Do you think we can, we can wing this? <laughs> Do you think there will ever be a game where both teams wear home white? I don't know. <laughs> and and they also white out the arena with white t-shirts for the crowd. Those Miami white hot games. Oh my god. That I didn't mind that. I thought that actually looked cool considering that fan base sucks otherwise. So it's like, yep. all right, we got to do something to make it look like they actually care about this team. But yeah, uh, I didn't like those jerseys too. I forget what year that was, but those kind of circulated around like the jerseys with all it was like all white but with like white lettering. And oh like yeah, and like they had black, red, and white ones. Those were fucking stupid. The Heat did that. I think a couple other teams did that. What else? I didn't really like. It seems like Christmas usually they have like some sort of fucking stupid ass theme. The yeah. one year they had like just the cursive lettering like jerseys. I didn't really like those. Those are kind of yeah. lame. I really don't. For the most part, I, I don't really like the city jerseys. There's some that are dope. I think overall, I think most of them are stupid. Um, yeah, I agree. You know? Do you like the Celtics ones? Like the Celtic lettering ones? I don't know, because every time I look at that, I think of medieval writing. Like, that's yeah. what it looks like to me. So I don't yeah. even think of Irish, an Irish team. It looks it looks out of place, but some people like, like gold. No, I don't really like it. I like, I mean, for Celtics, dude, I just like the classic white and green. The blacks, are, I don't know, they're okay. The black jerseys. Yeah. Um, those gray things are trash. Those are awful. <laughs> um, what else? There were some good ones. What am I trying to think of? I don't mind their other alternate, the white alternate. Oh, it has like green with yellow trim a little bit. Yeah, yeah, those are dope. Those are cool. Yeah, it's not like taking over top, over the top. Yeah. Yep, those are nice. Um, I don't like. Maybe we do a separate episode breaking those down. There's some that are pretty cool. I don't really like the Mavericks ones, like with the like graffiti, like spray paint logo. No, those are those are stupid. Um. Detroit's are ridiculous. They have like a fucking like I don't know something stupid. Detroit's uniforms are. Dude, uh, the Magic are for some reason orange and gray. Yep, great call. No idea <laughs> where that came from. And then the Thunder have like those gray jerseys as well. I don't yep. know where that color scheme came from either. Um, so serious question: Would you rather eat or wear one of these jerseys? Depends which one. Magic. The orange In one. In Orlando. Yeah. Like going out? Like well, just like you're just in around. the city on vacation, but you the price of going there is you have to eat one of their jerseys. Oh, mm, I'd eat it. <laughs> It'd take a while. <laughs> you? Uh, eat it or wear it. I guess I'd eat it if I was like on vacation. But yeah, I I don't know how how much of that might. How much of that vacation would be taken up by me eating that? And like, I don't. Would you get sick from eating clothing? Yes, <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> Imagine if like not only they had like the city, you know, the city edition jerseys, but each one had like a different, like unique scent and like flavor, and they were edible actually. Like you, <laughs> you here's a marketing pitch. So I don't know if you can make this happen, but if if Adam Silver got on the phone with like Gatorade or like um I don't know fucking who makes like 
I don't know, like some protein powder company or Body something. Armor. Yeah, exactly. And they made the jerseys out of some sort of like, they make like edible clothes, right? Like people with like edible panties and like that weird shit. But they made it like a, almost like a post-game like recovery nutrition formula. And that's how it went. You would just play the game and then you'd go back in your locker room, eat your jersey, <laughs> recover, had the appropriate mix of carbohydrates, protein, all that stuff. Um, you go from there. Probably be incredibly wasteful. You'd have to get a New Jersey every game. Oh, I was about to oh, say. Oh, speaking of New Jersey. Efficient. No. Well, you have to keep making them. Well, I guess that versus washing them. Right. So, yeah. But speaking of New Jersey, um, I like Brooklyn's. I don't like Brooklyn's like with the like the again they have like that graffiti like cartoony writing too, but I like the the trim, like the um, Fuji like sweater Fuji sweater trim. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's tight. Yeah, that's gonna that be an sick. interesting team. When um, I was thinking about this the other day, if if and when NBA comes back, I mean theoretically it can go, come back at a point where Kyrie could play, maybe where KD could play. I don't know if he will, but they're I think I think they're like a six or seven seed right now fucking somehow yeah that'd be weird i'd be curious to see how like betting odds would shift if both those guys came back for the playoffs yeah Rony i wonder Ford. like um if they're physically able if they would just be like we're too far into the season where we can't make up enough well i don't know they don't even if those guys were physically able they mm-hmm. don't even necessarily need like home court advantage to feel like they have a good shot so i guess I you could argue so. that they 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 could like play and it would be worth it in the title in the corona title this is gonna be a weird season either way <laughs> if it comes back I, I i hate to say it i would almost just like i wouldn't be pissed if they just nixed the season and and start the next one on time because i don't know what would happen like if they play the finals in august september mm-hmm. would you start in october <laughs> the next season well, have you seen the the proposed idea that they talked about, like in the very beginning of all this, where they would move the season to start in December, like at Christmas? That I actually think that would perfect. be sick. Amazing. Yeah, I've been saying that forever. A lot of people have the and any the season really doesn't start till Christmas anyway. Anything before yeah. that is ridiculous. And and going on in that, just kind of wrap up here. We're coming up on time. That's the other thing, dude. When going back to Last Dance, when they're talking about. Uh, Michael, like everything he did in the off season was to beat Detroit just shows like how like the regular season in the, like is so irrelevant. Like, you know, yeah. they were preparing for Detroit in the Eastern Conference finals. That's it. Nothing else matters. It, it's similar. It's kind of similar now because, you know, we were talking about like super teams and stuff like you. It was just, OK, let's just wait this out to see what happens with Cavs Warriors in the finals this year or, you know, like Patriots going to the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Um you know what I mean? It's just kind of like like the yeah. for for most teams and elite players, the regular season, there's no need for the NBA season to be 82 games. It you sucks know because who the best teams are like if we if they started the playoffs right now, I'd be fine with it. Like you, the the teams who are in the playoffs right now are should be in the playoffs. And honestly, like seeds five through eight don't matter anyway. Yeah, I. It sucks because I wish that they could find a happy medium where let's say. Adam Silver was like, all right, we will shorten the season to 60 games, for example, but that means you guys can't load management or do that load management shit anymore because it, it's so stupid. It's it's not fair to the fans that, that pay money, like expecting mm-hmm. to see Kawhi come to their city, and he's just, you know, there's no chance that he's going to be there. It just depends on the luck of the draw of he's when that is in playing. the calendar. Yeah, it's like – It's crazy. It, it's so dumb. He's but, just not going to work. 
Like, I don't understand it. I'm going <laughs> to start look managing back at Jordan's era. Yeah, you look yeah. back at that era, and, and they were they were playing, like, balls to the wall and getting pissed at each other for mid-November games that, like, mm-hmm. really didn't matter. So didn't matter at all. They were yeah. like that in practice. Like, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. It's like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, Kawhi is definitely kind of like the, the poster child for load management, but it's just so, we don't even think about it anymore. Like, sometimes I'll just turn on the Celtics game and it's like, oh, like Jalen Brown's not playing or like Jason Tatum's not playing. And it's like, that's fine. Like, it's sometimes just players don't play. That's a relatively new concept. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you turned on a game and LeBron was just sitting in his suit on the sideline, you'd be like, like, what the fuck? Like, you know? <laughs> Is either sick or is incredibly injured or something. Now it's just, ah, I don't really feel like playing tonight. I don't feel like going in tonight. <laughs> need, a men- need a mental health day. Yeah, he's just like ordering, uh, ordering food on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> ordering. <laughs> well, dude, remember, remember the one when he took the nut off and like walked into the arena with wine. <laughs> yeah, what a- I still, I still don't know how that was like okay ridiculous move. like espn like joked about it like oh like they're classic lebron how is that okay that'd be like me walking into my office with a glass of wine <laughs> or, Dude, I, mean, <laughs> I i'm i'm not sure if i've seen videos of people doing this but this would be a funny video to make like um you <clears throat> you or me arriving at work getting out of the car and like <laughs> acting like we're athletes pulling up off the bus yeah so, like headph- <laughs> headphones around our head yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, walking Looking around with a, like with, a with a rolly suitcase for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses, and a suit jacket. Yep. Dressed like Westbrook. <laughs> I'd get fired if I was dressed like Westbrook. I, I assume you would be too. Honestly, but. that's probably the closest to Dennis Rodman we'll see, as far as like pregame, postgame style mm-hmm. is Russ. You know what I mean? As far as wearing just like, I don't know. I don't. I, maybe they are fashionable. I just don't know. But just legit, like off the radar types of like <laughs> outfits that don't make any sense. Yeah, things that you would only see on a runway that a normal person would never wear. It's it's Westbrook yeah, socket. Like I need two like, of those. Like Kanye West style type of just like <laughs> outer outer realm <laughs> clothing. <laughs> yeah. Or even like Harden, dude. Remember when Harden? Maybe he still does. I haven't really paid attention, but he'd wear like literally like. Three sizes too small, like skin tight, like button up, like floral, like blouses. I remember that. I remember D Wade wearing the a suit, but then the bottom would be almost capri style pants. <laughs> they were cut like halfway up his calves. Yeah. Those looked awful. Yeah. I think LeBron did that too. Like the short, the, the jean short fucking oh whatever. God. And then Cam Newton too with the um, rompers. <laughs> And then, oh, who the fuck was it? What was I going to say? D-Wade made me think of it. Um, oh, yeah. I remember, like, there were press post-game conferences, too. I remember Russell West, Westbrook with frameless glasses and, like, one strap overall, like, jean overalls, um, <laughs> casually. And no one just seemed to bat an eye. And, and remember, dude, the NBA went through a pretty substantial, um, uh, what do you want to call it, like, wardrobe rule as well. Yeah, because people were just dressing like thugs or however you put it back then. And they went through a quick period where they'd wear suits. And then all of a sudden they just started casually not giving a shit anymore and just wearing like ridiculous things. I don't remember like how that transitioned. It just naturally kind of like happened. 
I don't remember it exactly either how it happened, but I know that a lot of it was because of Iverson. So Stern was like, all right, yep. we can't have we can't have guys wearing do rags and like yep, baggy exactly. clothes, whatever. So then they went suits, and mm-hmm. then I I want to say that I don't know maybe they just started embracing like the culture of hip hop like overlapping with it because one of the one of the funnier ones was remember when rasheed wallace would show up with like a title belt over his shoulder mm-hmm. he'd, be, he'd be wearing a football jersey and then just like i don't know if that was supposed to be a wwf belt mm-hmm. but yeah that that was pretty good but yeah now every now every player shows up wearing sweats if they're not wearing something that west yeah, looks like wear, shit everyone's yeah. wearing sweats and i'm like god damn it you guys can't just put on a fucking suit like it's your job mm-hmm uh, Remember um, Dame, Damian Lillard with the Stone Cold Steve Austin mask for Halloween? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. That was sick. Yeah, that was good. I wish he wore it during the game. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're going to have to wear a serious question, if they're going to have to wear masks during the game. What if that's the new weird. trophy? Just a gold mask. Or, uh, or they replace the ball with a mask and like a free COVID test or something. Replace the ball with like the... The golden trophy basketball from the finals trophy. <laughs> and that's what you have to use. Um, yeah, so we're kind of on time. Let, let's wrap up for the week, um, or for the episode, rather. I would like to dive into, I think, maybe next time we get on this, about how we envision what sports is going to look like when it comes back from like a fan fandom perspective. Mm-hmm. I just think people are so excited to get sports back, and they're opening it up. It's going to be really weird, A, without fans, and then I assume the next progression would be limited fans. Fans wearing masks, I think, is going to look so bizarre. Um, <laughs> and then however the hell they do it from there. Like, sideline personnel are going to have to do it. I don't know whatever it's going to look like. But I don't want to get too into Corona stuff with this. But anyway, another two, I think another two fire episodes from Last Dance. Next week looks to be just as good. Um, anyone who's been listening or watching so far, you know, appreciate it. Keep, keep sharing. Keep reaching out um probably try to do these a little more frequently i know we've been kind of a little focused on last dance but like i said that's basically the closest thing we have to live sports right now um so maybe you know we can touch on the nfl draft and some other some other shit as well in the future any uh any closing remarks on your end soap to leave the people with no um i think that's going to be interesting to touch on that i think i we we've seen that like people are really clamoring but it's going to be quite an adjustment so that'd be good and i think um maybe with uh, with all this rodman talk we'll um uh, We'll take a look into some of the other famous wild cards of sports because I've got some I got some in mind, some good All like right. sound bites from uh, I don't I don't know that anyone else measures up to Rodman, but um, I think Just we can rattle off a few that people have forgotten about. That's what you call in this business a tease. Mm. Nailed it. Big All tease. right. Later, buddy. Later.